Hey guys, Vice Chair Kevin Fan here. Welcome to the Snohomish County Young Democrats podcast. This time around, we're going to be trying something a little different. We asked all the candidates who reached out for an endorsement for the 2018 general election to sit down with us for the podcast. Now, on to our first candidate, Eric Halverson, running for state rep in the 39th LD position 2. How are you doing, Eric? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good. And we also have Lewis here, the chair of our organization. Lewis, how are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> So Eric, we'll just get started with the questions. We did receive your endorsement application completed, so thank you for completing that for us. Uh, We'll just start with the general question. Who is Eric Halverson, and why are you running for the 39th? I am an accountant in real life. I mean, mean, (laughs) for, for my job, I'm an accountant. I've been doing that for, oh, 10 years or so. I moved up to Monroe four years ago when I met my wife. Uh, We have a rescue farm up there. I have two, no, (laughs) three children. I just had another kid uh, five days ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, So, you know, the 39th means a lot to me because I live there and my family lives there and I uh, want them to grow up in a, a place that that has people that represent us not just the people who have been representing us in the past we've had a string of unfortunate representation over the last 20 something years i think the demographics have changed enough to to warrant a a democrat in office if not two or three (laughs) you know we're all about that great great just real quick who do you mean by us. You said we need someone who represents us. Oh, yeah. Um, well, specifically, me and my family and my friends and my neighbors and the people in the 39th. Um, it's, well, see, I didn't always used to be a Democrat. I used to be a Republican. <laughs> and then, well, way back in high school and, and college. All right, we're I, done. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when I didn't know anything, mm-hmm. I was I was a Republican. Because way back in my day, uh, Ronald Reagan, he gave a good speech. And I didn't know any better. And then when I got out to the real world, I started meeting people who weren't like me. And once you, I mean, you know this, once you, once you start to get to know someone, there's a chance you get to like them. And once you get to like somebody, you care about what happens to them. And once you care about what happens to them, by God, you're a Democrat. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it is specifically me and my family and then my friends and my neighbors because I care about them. So you indicated that, um, or you indicated that you you work in finance on your um, your application response. Uh, can you tell us about that experience and how you uh, feel that that experience will add to your uh, ability to be a representative in the thirty ninth? Sure. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I used to have my own tax practice, and then Pete called me. Uh, Pete's the, now the the guy that I work with now. He said, "Why are we Why are we both doing this in the same town, uh, competing against each other? Why don't we just do it together?" So now I now we have a partnership. Uh, it affords me the ability to 
take some time off and campaign. Between Pete and I, we probably have two to 250 small business clients. Though that's the the easy ones to to say. Look, I, I I work with these people. I know what it's like to be a small business owner. I deal with their budgets every day. I deal with their taxes every day. I know what it's like to look at a profit and loss statement and try to figure out where there is waste. You know, the, believe me, government does not have monopoly on wasting money. Car dealerships down in uh, Lake City Way, they they waste money hand over fist. Um, okay, so there is a proposal that will um, toll the Highway 2 bridge, which mm-hmm. uh, from Everett to your area, actually. And so what do you, what do you think about that? I don't like it. Anything that... See, roads are, are a shared responsibility. I don't necessarily drive 405 every day but my groceries do and the the truck company that that is driving my groceries up 405 to get to my grocery store they got to pay that toll and they can pass that along to me in the form of higher grocery prices your commuter who's just trying to get to work he doesn't have anybody else to pass that along to so it's a, a poll, a, a toll on, on any road is a tax that essentially just hits commuters, just people trying to get to work. And you're against that. I am against that. I think everybody should pay for it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so when you say, because obviously that's a, a means of generating revenue for whatever mm-hmm. state fund project that we're, that's in, you know, needing funding. So I guess that brings to the next question. Do you think our tax system as it stands is a good, is a good way to um, raise money for capital projects? Um, do you think it needs to be improved? What do you think? I've listened to a lot of people answer these type of questions. And, and my favorite one is uh, the one I agree with actually the most, um, Ivan, Ivan Lewis. He, he talks about the current tax system. Uh, nickeling and diming everybody to death. There's a little tax here. There's a little tax there. A little tax there, and individually, they're all pretty little taxes. But taken together, they fund the state. And the way we do it now is really regressive. The gas tax. My car and Bill Gates' car. You have the exact same size gas tax. We both drive probably fairly close to the same miles a day. And we both pay the exact same amount of gas tax per year because everybody drives the same amount. Mm-hmm. Um, that gas tax is a bigger portion of my income than Bill Gates' gas tax. I would like to see a way of doing it that is more progressive, that, that spreads the tax out more to the people who can afford it. Right now it's equal, but it's not fair. Agree. I guess what I've been wondering is like, what separates you from just a generic D? What separates you personally? Sure. You know, I am running in the 39th, and the 39th is a fairly, some, I mean, it's a pretty Republican district. Um, I'm certainly not going to 
you know, switch sides. But I do want to to craft a message and and legislate in a way that does represent everybody in my district, because I'm being elected to represent people in my district. It's not like I'm going to, no offense to the people in Capitol Hill and Green Lake and Ballard, I'm sure they're nice, but it's not like I'm going to walk into the caucus one day and say, okay, folks, uh, what are we voting for now? Uh, I'm going to represent the people in my district, the people that voted for me and the people who didn't. Because that's how this works. That's good. So what um, issues specifically might you have to challenge the Democratic leadership on for your specific district? I think there's an awful... Well, because my district, uh, it it goes from Monroe, Arlington, Cedar Woolley, and everything up to the top of the mountains. <laughs> At no point does it include I-5. And there's a very specific concentration uh, it, it's it's i5 centric the whole corridor uh, everything is there's um, there was a, a, a bill to lower the B&O tax for manufacturing in yeah, I forget the word it's not depressed counties but Skagit County is one of the counties that would benefit from this from a lower B&O tax for manufacturing to stimulate that that segment of the economy up there and I believe it was the Association of Washington Businesses or something like that. They signed up a committee against it because even though it would have helped the folks in Skagit County, it wouldn't have helped anybody else along the I-5 corridor, and it didn't make it out of committee. Okay. What do you think about the—are you familiar with Initiative um, uh, 1631? That's the it's I mean tax. carbon tax yeah, yeah. is the the hashtag but um, well what do you think about that just surface level or whatever you know about it yeah I think it's a great idea um, I we actually had a, a webinar with the candidates and they and they told us more about it there's a chance to answer questions and and um, yeah it's a it's a marvelous idea we'll see how it works in practice mm-hmm. but but yeah personally I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for it awesome. A little bit off topic, but if you get elected, um, are you going to be juggling three jobs, accountant, animal rescue, and the legislator? (laughs) And And treasurer. Sort of. I mean, I I don't, because it's a a partnership between Pete and I, we do have um, a lot of leeway about what hours we can work. The office is set up that I can work remotely, um, weekends and nights, and it's cool because while we're in session, it is tax season. So people send in their their uh, taxes, and I mean we extend half of them anyways, just to give us something to do during the summer. So um, between Pete and I, we've we've planned it well enough. We've hired an assistant that can help us. Help help him uh, with the business. If I'm lucky enough to get elected and am out of the am out of the office now, as far as the rescue farm goes, let me let me just take this opportunity to uh, mention how awesome my wife is, <laughs> and I'm going to mention this many many times. Um, my wife is I, I'm I'm really lucky to have found her. 
she will tell you that it was my fault. I will tell her it was her idea uh, to have this rescue farm. We have 50-something animals in, in various stages of disrepair that we've rescued. We just got another one yesterday, another another cow. A lady just called me up and says, hey, Eric, I've got this cow. Oh. <laughs> well, I suppose next you're going to tell me that somebody's going to eat it if I don't take it, right? Well, Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, we it's we're a, a because I'm an accountant. We're a five hundred one c three charitable organization, a lot lower scale than the Humane Society, but we do we do rescue the animals, and it, it doesn't take. I mean, they feed themselves mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a half an hour in the morning and a half hour at night, just making sure that they'll have enough water and make sure the fence is still up and nailed in. That's I mean that's. It, yeah. So one question that the uh, Young Democrats of Washington asked during their endorsement process that I think is a really good question is, how would you use your position or your leadership to advance the hashtag MeToo movement? In light of Brett Kavanaugh and all that stuff, if you want to go there. but Yeah, that, I mean... I'm just astonished that women just haven't burned the place down already. I I don't know what the hell they're waiting for. And this might just be me as as a man, but I mean I've had enough. I, I'm I'm sick of it. I don't know how they can I think sadly I'm just not realizing that they're probably better conditioned to sucking it up and and dealing with it. Um and I'm not. Wow. So uh yeah. I hope to be there and, and help them when they uh, when they finally had enough. Great. Awesome. That's good. Okay, so in your questionnaire um, for the question about do you support tuition-free higher education in preschool, you indicated yes, but you also gave an asterisk oh, yeah. or a C, C below regarding higher education. Can you just um, clarify that? Oh, yeah. Somebody brought this up to me. Uh, the, the, I don't know how... I actually don't know how old you are, but you graduated a few years ago. You probably have student loans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, not going to mm-hmm. embarrass you by asking how much they are, but they're probably... You, you probably have a decent payment every month that you got to come up with. My only concern would be for people like you, mm-hmm. and I have clients that have hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans. And if all of a sudden we uh, put brand new people into the job market that don't have this nut that they got to come up with every month for, for student loans, you know, capitalism will find a way and they will, they will take over these jobs at a lower rate than somebody who has a student loan payment. They can, you know, if, if Boeing is offering engineers $35,000 a year, the guy without the student loans would be like, yeah, I could do that. And the guy with the student loans is like, dude, I got, a, I, got a, I got loans I got to pay back. That's my only concern. I think, I think everybody should get as much education as they want, in theory. Mm-hmm. In practice, there's a lot of people that, that, you know, I don't want to write off an entire generation of the folks that uh, have student loans and have no way of not paying them back. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the clarification. 
Um, do you have any closing statements, anything that you would like to say to people listening or to voters? You know, th- this process is a lot different than I thought it was going to be. It's it's a lot harder, especially being a Democrat, because there are two distinct types of Democrats. There are a lot of people that are fighting for the, the soul of the Democratic Party. Um, and it was personified by by the last two uh, presidential primary candidates that we had. There are people who are fighting for this and the people who are fighting for that. And they both have a, uh, a take-no-prisoners approach to advocating for, for what they believe. It's difficult. It takes a strong or stupid person to stand up in front of a room and say, here's what I believe. And I know that's going to upset some of you people. It takes a very weak person to just stand up and say whatever the person that they're talking to believes. Um, And the same thing goes with taking money. I, (laughs) I was... I was in a meeting, and before the meeting, a fella handed me a contribution for $1,000. And it came time to endorse a particular initiative or something like that. And um, when they called for the vote, he looked right at me and raised his hand, and that was awkward. I mean, I raised my hand, too, because I was going to. But, but the fact that he looked at me and, like, like here's, I'm giving you money. I want to know how you vote. That's going to take a little getting used to. And I think that I'm comfortable enough in what I believe that that I will be able to vote the way I feel and explain it well enough why I voted the way I voted, why I did what I did. Yeah, I'm I'm getting more and more excited for this to uh, wrap up. I want this election to, I don't want to say I want it to be over, but I'm excited to see the results. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Eric, you can go to ericforthe39th.com. Please let us know if you like the new content. Hope you have a nice day. And remember to go out and vote November 6th.